You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose. And now drops it, Kane shoots, trickling puck, Nordstrom reaches out with his left leg and kicks it away from Lynette. That was going in. In tight, Huberto trying to go back into forehand, they score. On the official home of your Calgary Flames. The Flames win it! Yeah, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. The Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan, coming to you live from the Doug Lacey Basement Systems Studio. They specialize in everything basement tea since 1992, serving Calgary and Southern Alberta. Really? Yes. Really? Yes. Really? Right um, on. Lots to talk about this morning. Mm-hmm. No, uh... No Flames game last night. Mm-mm. No Flames game tonight. No. Uh, they kick off a six-game roadie Thursday in beautiful Tampa Bay against yep. the Tampa Bay Lightning. Can't wait. Um, It's a lot different around here when there's a bit of a pause. Right? In Flames games. It feels right? quiet. It is quiet. Three days off. You're like, what's going on here? What do we What do? We do? Yeah. There's no, no more baseball. Like, Typically, when this happened early on in the season, the Flames had a whole bunch of days between games. There was some playoff baseball. The Raptors have not played a ton. You know, yeah. they played Monday and then they'll play today. Mm-hmm. But they were off yesterday, so couldn't watch the Raps. Nine NHL games. That was pretty much it. Unless you stayed up real late and caught the Calgary Hitman. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't do that. You but didn't? I I did watch uh, when I got home last night. I did watch the end of the Red Wings Ducks game. Little OT, yeah. Trevor Zegers makes some He's plays. Very good. They were wearing the orange pants. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm still. Yeah. Um, I'm like, uh. ah, hmm, yeah. Lucky that you're not going to win this and, year because it'd be pretty bad to win a championship in, in those unis, frankly. Um, but. and there was an instance in the game. Now yeah. I don't know how it ended up. Mm-hmm. But uh, Lucas Raymond uh, got his stick lifted, and his stick went over the glass and into a fan's hands. Really? Yeah, and the fan's, like, obviously pumped, uh, gets a pro stick, puts it under his seat. Um, the linesman skates over a stick to Lucas Raymond, who was in the penalty box at the time because he got a hooking call. <laughs> and the fan, I think, was able to keep the stick. Well, that's good. Usually the ushers will come and be like, hey, you can't have the yeah. stick. You're not allowed to have it. You can't keep it. But what hey, a, love that. What an awesome souvenir. Down in Anaheim? Yeah. Get a yeah, Lucas Raymond's a good twig to have. That guy's probably gonna be in the league for a little while. Yeah, but it doesn't even matter who it is. Sure. Like it's just you get a professional hockey stick that's well over three to four hundred dollars here. Yeah. For I mean, nothing. Yeah, I guess. Like you're looking at it as more of like a I can't wait to try this thing out on the ODR sure. or or like Hey, this is a cool souvenir. Yeah, you just hope it's your it's your right hand. Yeah, that's what I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, like, oh, please, well, please. Yeah, I'm a lefty. Please have a lefty. How that's, tall is Lucas Raymond? Does well, he have a? You think he's got a plug in it or you, something? Like you got to look up. Um, that's got to be the best sports souvenir, no? Um, like, I, I think the person who caught Aaron Judge's home run ball okay. and is now well, yeah. raking in the stacks right. would uh, yeah, say, I, "Hold my beer." I no, I know, but I'm just saying, just generally, not like these. 
glamorous home run balls that are worth, you know, X number of dollars. As far I'm just as saying like the... random sports. To me, the NFL football mm-hmm. would be an incredible souvenir to catch because those are like $150. Yeah. So they're beautiful. And, and, they're, you... and they're rubbed down too. And usually the only. <laughs> they're rubbed down. Pardon me? What? Um, and you, you catch it, and that, that would be awesome because they, they use two separate balls, right? One for kicking, one for the actual game. So a guy scores a touchdown, whips it into the crowd, or if a guy misses a kick and it's wide or it's left and then it's in the crowd, boom. That's not a bad souvenir. A puck's neat to catch, sure, because it's a game puck and I get it. But hockey stick's got to be it's got to be way the up pinnacle, there, right? It's got to be hockey stick, uh, NFL football. I mean, this one this happened a couple weeks ago. I don't know if you saw. I was in a uh, Real Madrid game. Uh, Federico Valverde. Uh, the way the stadium is. I think they were playing Rayo Volcano, and he kicked the ball into some dude's condo. Like, as they were watching the UA, the, the apartment, like, over watches the stadium. Hmm. Yeah. And he kicked the ball so far over the net, it went, like, you know, on like the 15th floor of this dude's apartment. And oh. they, there's a video on YouTube. I feel like, like that's a big he, miss. You can see the ball go right into it. It's like the coffee table. It's actually pretty hmm. cool. So I think that would be a pretty cool souvenir. A soccer ball? Yeah, like a live kick ball like. football works for me because in order for a football to get into the crowd it has to be usually a scoring play you usually don't get just someone spiking right. a ball when they drop it on third and 10 at midfield and then heaving it into the crowd or a quarterback overthrows a pass into the stands that usually does not happen that would be a pretty egregious overthrow it's usually a celebration mm-hmm. or like you mentioned a missed field goal so there's some relevance to it as well Aaron Judge, like we mentioned, that's a big scoring play. But if you're yeah. talking about just kind of like yeah. your, your your kind of thing, like, like like that's cooler than getting like batting gloves because I know that's something that like baseball players will do. They'll give the kids the batting yeah. gloves after. I, I know, I know, because you're such a big tennis guy. I love like, tennis. All you do is talk to me about tennis. Like, I can't just, stop. Like Patty Dumont, he just incessantly texts me about tennis. Right, and the ATP finals going on right now in Torino. Uh, he's really jacked up about Rublev Djokovic. That's yeah, and Ru- Rublev. Yeah, your favorite. Rublev. Andre. No, yeah. he's not my favorite. Okay. Um, Sitsipa. No, oh, he's such a mental midget. So we're <laughs> he's not going to talk to him. He's a rude guy. He's, we're not going to talk. Uh, 960-960, name and location. Mm. Give us the coolest sports souvenir you've caught oh. or got at a game. If, if in fact, that's happened. Okay. Or even like when you see players, um, they go out there and they hand their stick to like a kid. That's awesome, too. Mm-hmm. But Lucas Raymond's stick flew over the glass in Anaheim last night, and seemingly the dude got to keep it. Like, immediately, I think about when Jack Hughes scored the overtime winner. And he hucked his stick over the glass. stick over the glass, yeah. yeah. Which was very cool. And then someone else tried to do that. And the like, don't do that. Yes. Somebody might get hurt. I'm someone like, tried shut to, up. Someone tried to do it in, like, NCAA or maybe in the Western League or something. Okay. And they got fined like big time by the league for doing it. What did they get fined in the Western? 20 bucks? I don't remember what it was. I don't yeah, remember like, the league. But shortly after, my point being, shortly after, people were like, hey, we can't have this. This oh. is not good. This is too dangerous. It's not like he's javeling the thing into the stands. Yeah. And also, keep it's flipped. Head on a swivel out there. Yeah. Come no on. kidding. Uh, what's your uh, best sports souvenir? Um, 960, 960. Name and location. Because I think it's the hockey stick is the pinnacle. And then probably an NFL football. And I know I, believe it or not, uh, guys, I actually went to an Argos game this past summer. Yeah, you've mentioned this. I went to an Argos game at BMO Field. They were playing the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Yeah. 
Uh, uh, Bully by Mitchell's Hamilton Tiger Cats. Now, for um, now, by maybe, the way, I'm still maybe sour we'll see. about what he said to you. <laughs> what he called me ugly? Yeah, I'm like, what a what a Richard. Yeah, like, I, no, I'm sour about it. <laughs> <laughs> like he went out of his way to be a jerk to you. It was uh, like good riddance, Bo Levi Mitchell. The, with the, all due respect, the uh, the mustache was not on point that day, and uh, and we had a good. Yeah, we could had a good you have rapport. the clip ready? Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, you'll have it. Like I, I, I thought about that today, getting ready for work. I'm like, what a jerk! Knocks it down, man. Every time, it was always so impressive. <laughs> God, you're ugly. <laughs> like who says that in the middle of an answer? <laughs> It's kind of rude. God, Very rude. What do you think? The whole clip yeah, is like extremely rude. The whole clip is like a minute long too, and he's probably forty seconds into his answer when he just can't can't hold. And then like he just oh, hung Bo's, you up. Bo's a spitting image of beauty as well. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's gonna play Brad Pitt in a movie. No, um, but what a jerk! And I thought about that yesterday. I'm like, that's just being a jerk, <laughs> unnecessarily. Ah, uh, we were it's having going out fun. Of your way. We were having fun. But but I yeah, felt was, like he was serious. Um. Well, no, we had a good relationship, Bo and I. Where it was, he, he was joking there. Yeah, or no? yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. It's one of those things. <laughs> okay, where so he's then like, he wasn't joking. He's like, you don't look great today, but yeah, yeah. Not very professional of him. No. Yeah, I, I'm not going to sit here and say that the Zoom media avails that we did in the pandemic shortened season were always the most. Uh, professional situations either so i had no ill will over it i found it found it quite funny well, we got some cool ones coming in mm. um 960 name and location uh the coolest sports souvenir you've caught at a game because last night lucas raymond stick was just heave hoed heave hoed into the stands a fan caught it kind of put it under his seat Kind of was being a little. Yeah, I don't have not it. new. Just but paying, paying attention kept to the it. game again. I uh, got a texter saying apparently he kept it, so I'm I'm not sure about that. Um, Scooter in Mackenzie Town uh, says yes, the fan kept the stick. Awesome, totally so, awesome. One of the things that I did recently that is kind of like comparable is okay. we had the uh, Shaw Charity Classic here. Yeah, uh, it's here every year. But I didn't finish my Argos story, but anyway, go ahead. Great field this year. We'll get to, we'll get back to the Argos in a sec. Because CFL bully by Mitchell, he's a jerk to you. Okay, go. Great field this year. Yep. Uh, John Daly was there, and uh, we weren't really following, but we were waiting for him at one of the greens. Yeah. And we see his approach shot, and I'm like, oh, this is coming right in front of us. And sure enough, hits the sand, like right where we were posted up. So got to see John Daly come and do like a sand shot, like five feet in front of me, and I've got the video of it. Nice. But I didn't get like any physical memorabilia out of it per mm -hmm. se but i've got that video that i'm gonna have forever and be like wow is this close to john daly and he puts it like three inches off the cup too it's, it's awesome pretty impressive it, it's so neat when you actually see pga tour players hit the ball the sound is different the flight is different it's just incredible watching oh. those guys hit the ball do you know what was even more incredible was watching the care the caddy had at trying to reset the sand it took him probably like seven or eight minutes it's it's very, it's calming too. It's an art. I do like, uh, I yeah, do like it's, it's the like one of those too. Zen gardens that yeah, you had in the old doctor's offices. Yeah. With the little mini rakes. I love it. It's very Zen. Um, John Daly, real, on side note, uh, John Daly has. We're just going all over the place. I like here. that. John yeah. Daly has a course in Niagara Falls uh -huh. called uh, John Daly's. Course. Yeah, John Daly's Thundering Waters. <laughs> a dumpy Muni. No, well, so this is the thing. <laughs> 
So, uh, Thundering Waters, it's called, because <laughs> Niagara Falls, John yeah. Daly, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, years ago, um, they sent me uh, best gig ever for me. Uh, it was like a 10-minute drive to go interview John Daly. Like, tough gig. Tough yeah. gig. So, I went there following around, and uh, John Daly, he definitely crushed a few darts. Oh. Like, I, I, he wasn't Uncle Chen, like where he was running a marathon <laughs> and chain-smoking darts, but definitely had a few darts and a few cans of Diet Coke while I was watching him. And I got to interview him face to face. Definitely a golden smile from oh, all yeah? the darts he was having. Yeah, just a little bit. Uh, I don't know off white. See, I wouldn't know, but I'm not sure if the ladies. I think they like a nice golden smile, like a Yukon potato smile. He definitely had a yellow, yellow tinge to his teeth. And I'm like, okay, this guy's gonna be a mountain of a man. Mm-hmm. He wasn't that big. No, he's he's large he's thick but he yeah he, that yeah he's thick yeah there's a little it's like bit he's, of, mi- he's mythical you think a, he's a lot bigger than he actually is there's a bit of girth there but yeah. he's not overly tall per se so john daly's thundering waters in niagara falls you would think like a course called thundering water everything would be super long yeah but they've had a lot of developments around that course and like it's a joke now <laughs> It's literally a joke. They have par fives that are like 400 yards. Oh, good. Good. I'm like, what is happening here? Just to feel good about the game. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I can eagle and John a par Daly's five. Like, I don't no care. Problem. Just yeah. give me that. Give me those royalty checks yeah. every year rolling yeah. in. I don't care I would what you never do the course. There, are you kidding Fairways me? Fairways were in terrible shape. Oh, like, good. It's just, I'm like, what is happening here? Roaring John reviews. Daly's, yeah. yeah. John Daly's Thundering Waters. So back to my CFL story. Tell us like about the right field. Bob, 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 Bob. Because we want to hear the best thing you caught at a game. 960, 960, name and location. So uh, I was at a Canadian Football League game at BMO Field between the Tiger Cats and Argonauts. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize this till after the game because we left a little early to beat the traffic. Sure. cares the CFL game. So um, traffic at a BMO at an Argos game. Well, eh? it's Toronto. Yeah, okay, sure. It's traffic's always a nightmare yeah, yeah. in Toronto. So uh, when they were so you kick- were beating the traffic, you yeah. were just joining it early, pretty much. So uh, when they were kicking extra points, mm-hmm. people were lined up, and the the balls, people were just keeping the balls, so they didn't have like a big net. No, hmm. interesting. So kids are like kids and adults are lined up behind the goalposts <laughs> on the one end of the like, stadium, like it's a home run derby. Yes, and you get a, f- and then my nephew was with us, who's seventeen, didn't yeah. realize. And he's like, oh, my God, I would have stood here the entire game trying to catch a real CFL ball. That would have been pretty cool. But no net at BMO. Hmm. So they're just firing them off. They're just, these are souvenirs for the fans. Have at her, folks. Yes. Cool. I, I thought that, that. I thought that was shocking. Yeah. That they're just letting the ball explode into the stands in the one side of the field. Like, the one thing that's unique to McMahon where I've watched most of my CFL games, one is just a, a, a crowd or a stage, pardon me. So there's there's no people there. But the other one is like the TELUS deck. And they don't have a, a net there either. But there's not as much room for people to run and frolic and try and... It's like um, playing jackpot back in the days, back in the old schoolyard with the mm-hmm. big football. I love that. Um, and Yeah, because in Toronto, they just, just give it away. And I was just, like, this is, this is shocking to me. Just need someone to... Sign it first, right before they put it on the tee. Get that value up. Yeah. Uh, what was the Argos kicker's name? Boris Beatty. Yeah, I think it was Boris Beatty. Yeah. Yeah, because you're right, because that Boris Beatty signed CFL ball is probably worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like, I could check e- eBay right now and see if we could find a Boris. An official. Yeah, no, I don't think it'd be worth too much. 
So, um, have you have you caught anything as a fan? Like I, I was trying to think about this, and I, I don't have anything of note. Like that, John Daly is kind of one of the closer things for me. I have like an old Flames flag that I got signed like back in two thousand four, okay, cool. two thousand five, because you used to be able to go down underneath the Saddle Dome after and wait at the players' entrance, and then they would do, like, the kind of media car wash thing where they come and sign a whole bunch of stuff. So I got I have a flag signed by a whole bunch of, like, Robin Regeer and Jordan Leopold, Naginla and Conroy and some of those guys. So that would be one that I still have to this day, and that was a long, long, long time ago I got that. But apart from that, nothing really springs to mind as far as things that I've got that's sporting memorabilia. Uh, I've caught a puck at a Habs-Sabres game. Cool. And uh, back in the day before um, the Sabres moved into, uh, at the time, Marine Midland Arena, the name the name of that arena has changed probably about 15 times mm-hmm. since its original Marine Midland Arena. But at the old Buffalo Memorial Auditorium, the odd, you used to be able to go in the back of the odd where the, where the players would just jump on the bus and people will be lined up and the players would sign autographs. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and I got and I got like autographs from Habs players and I got a Patrick Waugh autograph. But I didn't get it. Uh my mom was with us and she literally stood in front of him and go, "You're signing this for me." And he's like, "Okay," cuz he didn't really sign anybody's and sign the Patrick Waugh autograph. Oh, there you go. So that was cool cuz Patrick Waugh was a bit of a dick. Yeah, he, Richard, sorry. Yeah, he was yeah, yeah. He had his ways. Yeah. And we got his autograph, and I thought that was really cool. That like even even when the Kings were in town, uh, you see Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky, you couldn't get they had security get him into the bus. Yeah, but like Kelly Rudy, I'll never forget this. And every time I hear him on the broadcast, Kelly Rudy didn't play that day, and people were like, "Hey, Kelly, come out to sign." He's like, "No, I'm eating pizza," and he was just stuffing his face <laughs> with pizza in the bus. <laughs> no, yes. I'm eating pizza. No, I'm eating pizza. Sorry, and no. you literally see him just stuffing his pie hole with za. In the in the bus of the Los Angeles Kings. Good for him. It was really cool. So uh, got to get your calories uh, yeah. in. I can appreciate that. Busy uh, man, Patty Dubon. Do you have any sports memorabilia you've caught got uh, in the game? Caught a foul. This is not even great. I caught a foul ball at a Calgary Vipers Northern League game. <laughs> yeah, that's not. Whoa. We don't even have baseball. Wow. I was yeah. also at. Um, I was at a rink watching my nine-year-old cousin play, and a puck came over the glass. Wow, I grabbed that too. That's yeah. pretty impressive. That's probably about equivalent. Um, this is this is a good text. Um, Brennan from Carsland. Am I saying that right? Carsland. 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 Yeah, like Cars Land. Yeah, like the movie Cars. Okay. And then uh, went and to then the land. Bell. Uh, he didn't. You didn't have to bleep out Bell. It's fine. Went to the Bell Canadian Open before they call it the <laughs> RBC Canadian Open back a few years ago. And Jim Furyk hit one into the fairway bunker. He sailed the green and missed me by about two feet. Came over and chipped it on the green and saved par. I gave him a fist pump and he tossed me the golf ball. Almost hit me with it. But that's kind of a that's cool story, Brendan. Um, is there any professional athlete in North America who looks more like an eagle than Jim Furyk? Like he literally looks like an eagle. Uh, I don't have an answer prep for that. Okay, but, uh, I'll, I could think about it for a little bit and yeah. see if I Jim come Fury, up with anybody. Literally, when he has an eagle, it's very apropos because he actually looks like an eagle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I don't. I can't think of anybody else that looks more like an eagle off the top of my head. So I'm gonna have to let you have this one. Uh, got a poll question up right now too at George Russick at Matt Rose YYC. I don't know if this is skewed. By some of my Toronto followers on Twitter. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, the question is, are you attending a great puck? Great puck. A great cup party this weekend. Good thing I said puck. Are you attending a great cup party this weekend? Listen, you can have a few fruity and slips. That's a sketchy one. Yeah. Um, yes or no. 93.3% of our listeners already saying no. Are you attending a great cup party this weekend, Matty Rose? I have no plans to attend a great cup party this weekend. But you have in the past? I have in the past. Um, I have never been to a great cup party. I've, like... The last two, I've all or two of the last three I've covered, right? So, 2018 I was up in Edmonton. 2019 I was here. 2020 they didn't play. 2021, um, the stamps weren't in it, so I wasn't totally dialed on it. This year is going to be something probably pretty similar. Um, we'll see. Four o'clock. I know it's on Sunday. I don't have anything on the schedule right now. Four o'clock Sunday, that's like trying to get ready for work on Monday type of thing. So I'll probably tune in a little bit, but I don't have a whole lot of... I'm not going to go out and watch well, it. And, unlike you, uh, producer Patrick Dumont's Winnipeg Blue Bombers yeah. are in the Grey Cup against the, <laughs> the Argos. Yeah, Toronto. So, um, Toronto. Are you going to a Grey Cup party, Patty Dumont? No. Okay. No, they're... Have you uh, ever been to a great cup I've party? I've never been to a great cup party. My and you're from Manitoba? My dad, back in the day, with uh, they always used to have great cup parties because, I don't know, 80s, early 90s. Yeah, they, they love the They CFL. love that stuff. Uh, not not so much. It's like It runs the same time. It's like the second half of the late games in the NFL are on. It's like it takes some luster out of it. But, I mean, you'll look at the ratings. Like They'll release the ratings next week, and it'll be like it'll still be one of the most watched games in the country. No kidding. So, but 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 your bombers, are, are you going to be watching the entire oh, I'll game? Watch or the, no? I'll watch the entire game. Yeah, Packers play on Thursday. We're good. <laughs> okay, but if you had a choice between the Packers and the Grey Cup, what do you watch? Last year, it was a flip between both of them because the Packers played on Sunday night, mm. and the Bombers were playing the Tiger Cats, and so it was had majority of the Grey Cup done, but then that game went to overtime, so it got a little more intense. Okay, so uh, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, Raiders, Broncos, Bengals, Steelers, Cowboys, Vikings. Cowboys, Vikings is a hell of a game. I'm going to be watching all those three of those games. I like when the Bengals play the Steelers. Yeah, that's good. I love those AFC those North Hills. Fun, fun for me. Those yeah, are... keep them rolling in. 960, uh, 960, name and location. Uh, what's the coolest souvenir you've caught at a game? And uh, check out our poll question, uh, at George Russick and Matt Rose, YYC. Are you going to a great cup party this weekend? Because I'd like to know. And uh, there's also that classic clip. I don't know if you guys saw this because this happened when I was very little. Uh, the guy who jumped from the stands to catch the extra point at the Bears game with the ponytail. I've yeah. seen the clip. Yeah. The guy who risked almost breaking his entire body. Yep. But that guy is such a stud and such a boss that he actually held on to the ball and didn't break his legs. And last year on, uh, I think it was last year or the year before, they actually found him and interviewed him. He still has the ball and still talks about it to this day. He's it's like his ponytail? crowning. Yeah. He still does have the long ponytail. Oh, nice. It's like his signature. Yeah, you kind of have to after that point, or else people aren't yeah. going to believe you. That guy's a but legend. If you've got the that greasy... happens now. He's like escorted out and like arrested. Yeah, and also we'd have to go to re replay review, and honestly, he probably didn't maintain control, he so it, it'd be a turnover. He didn't complete. He didn't survive the ground and complete the catch. Is yeah, so we, we, so we got the it. Fall. Yeah, yeah. It didn't survive. <laughs> he didn't survive the fall. <laughs> so uh, nine sixty nine sixty. Go back and review it. Name and location. Uh, what's the coolest thing uh, you've caught? At a sporting event or souvenir or something like, because I don't know if you're gonna, if you're gonna top Patty Dumont's foul ball. <laughs> at what was it again? It was a Calgary Vipers Northern League <laughs> game. 
So did Northern you, League okay. doesn't exist. Okay, first of all, did you? Okay, hold on. I, I have to ask you about this too. Did you catch it on the fly, or did it like hit a seat and you just walked well, over? Well, the picked stadium it up? here in Calgary, all the stands are behind uh, home plate, so it was a foul ball over the netting. Yep, and so it was just like popped up right into my hands. Oh, and you held on to it. Yeah. Okay, well, I have to tip my cap, sir. Nice. So there was instances where I used to cover Blue Jay games at Rogers Center. Yeah. And the media sat directly behind home plate. How far up are you from home plate? Um, You know how the 500 level is at Rogers Center? You're one tier below in okay. that little, like, where all the boxes and little stuff sky are. skybox area type so of thing. So mm-hmm. you have the netting, and sometimes when they hit it straight back, because of the angle and you're seeing, you lose sight of the ball for a split second. Because you can't see down. Yeah. So I've literally been to a couple games where, one, the ball flew into the press box. And, like, the guy sitting beside me was beside him. He just picked it up. And I've literally saw a ball come in and smash a laptop. Oh, no. And break the laptop screen. <laughs> because it happens, right? They have their laptop up. The writers are. Yeah. Like, somebody like Shai Davidi running away yeah. for the game. Tippy tapping. Boom. Busts <laughs> the laptop. Like, foul ball spins right in. Destroys the laptop. I've seen that before. At the Rogers, but I've never had the, the the privilege of catching a foul ball because that's the coolest thing too. You go to a Major League Baseball game, unless you're Zach Campbell, but you go to a Major <laughs> League Baseball game and you catch a foul ball or a home run ball. That's really cool, but not as cool as the Northern League ball that our producer Patrick Dumont, the Vipers, yeah, Calgary oh, Vipers, Calgary maybe. Vipers, yeah, okay. they were after the cannons. Um, for life. Yeah. Um, nine sixty nine sixty name and not location. For life. It was short. The, uh, the um. The, the sports souvenir you caught at a game. We'll do that. Uh, we got lots. Dave Randorf coming up on the show. Tampa Bay Lightning play-by-play. Bally Sports Sun. Uh, tee up the Tampa Bay Lightning side of the Flames and Lightning matchup coming up uh, tomorrow night from T-Bay. Julian McKenzie, our pal, uh, covers the Flames for the Athletic. Wrote this great piece on the, um, on the trade. The Matthew Kachuk trade this summer. Um, we, we've spoken to Julian. Uh, said took him about two and a half months to write this piece. It's fantastic. Check it out on The Athletic. Uh, the inner workings of the Matthew Kachuk trade to Florida. Very interesting read. We'll talk to Julian McKenzie and tee up the flames and lightning, which gets going tomorrow night. But straight ahead, it's the Rose Report. It's the big show. Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan. Uh, it's time for the Rose Report. Brought to you by MotorWorks, exceeding all expectations. BMW repairs and service in a state-of-the-art facility well, they'll meet and beat all competitors' quotes on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Oh, welcome inside your morning report. We had NHL games last night. We got several this evening, a Flames roster move, and some other tidbits to get into. So let's waste no time. The Flames are on the road. They left Calgary on Tuesday to begin a six-game quest through the Eastern Conference starting with a stop in Tampa on Thursday as they look for a third straight victory. Yesterday, the Flames with a roster move as well. Uh, Dennis Gilbert. Not Gilbert? He's been recalled. Denny Gilbert, Dennis Gilbert, you go whatever you like. Well, he's from uh, Buffalo, right? Yeah, so it should be Gilbert, right? Of course. Like Gilbert Perot mm-hmm. from the famous French Connection line. Uh, Nick DeSimone sent down to uh, the AHL right. DeSimone. That's okay. kind of French, too. Yeah. If it wanted to be. Well, you should have... The only 
Julian's on in the show later. Mm-hmm. He's from Montreal. Yeah. So he's the only one who's probably should hit the Jonathan Uberdo. Jonathan Uberdo. Nick DeSimone sent down to the Wranglers, who have captured nine of their last uh, ten points, by the way. Gilbert shoots left. DeSimone shoots right. If Mackey continues to be the scratch, it would give them three lefties in Hannafin, Zadorov, and Gilbert, and three righties in Anderson, Weger, and Tanev. The hope would be that you can get some more minutes out of that six guy while the Flames wait for some players to get healthy. After DeSimone only skated seven or eight minutes in Monday's win, the defense still a work in progress. That's what Ryan Huska, the Flames' assistant coach, who's in charge of the defense, had told the media recently. Well, we went pretty heavy with five guys tonight. That's that's why you saw some different pairs. So, um, you know, Nick was used sparingly, and I thought the other guys, um, they did a good job until that, you know, the four-on-four session. Then I start. I thought we started to get a little bit panicky with the pocket times, and we started to make some poor decisions. But um, the five of them, I thought, handled themselves well up until that point. There's been some moments of fatigue, for sure, with some of these players as they've had to shorten their bench on the blue line. But intrigued to see what the practice lines look like. They will practice at noon Mountain Time today uh, ahead of their game Thursday at 5 o'clock. I know this has been a talking point in this city about the blue line and maybe lack of depth on what's coming up to help this team out because of injuries. Mm -hmm. But that's that's just the salary cap in the NHL. Like, the Calgary Flames, when healthy, have one of the deepest rosters in all the NHL. Yep. That's just the reality of a salary cap. It sucks. And a lot of teams are like this. At least the Flames are in a position where they we have to play short a skater, either up front or on the blue line, yeah. like some teams have done because of cap hell. At least you have someone to eat those seven or eight minutes, not right. just going straight up shorthanded yeah. for They're, the entire yeah. tilt. They're not playing 11 forwards because they can't have another guy on the ice because they're over the cap. Like these are these are yeah it sucks and we live in a vacuum here in Flo- in uh, in Florida in Calgary um, but that's just the reality of the salary cap situation it sucks mm-hmm. but okay like it's eventually these guys will come back I don't know when my, do we do we know what's wrong with Michael Stone is he coming back anytime soon not really like, much why, of an update why is he why is he wrapped in a in a cloak covered with question marks right <laughs> now because I have no idea what's going on with Michael Stone no and like that's what, just what did the he hurt going to be like what. Injured Has anybody reserve? heard from him? Is he safe? Like, what's I, happening I with Michael Stone? I have to assume that he's safe, but, you know, the one thing you can always count on with uh, Michael Stone is that... Uh, I'm always stressed. <laughs> okay. always, always stressed. All right. But again, that's just... Yeah, it sucks, and that's the reality of the situation in the salary cap. Sometimes you got to play guys in spots where you don't want to. I know Daryl uh, was saying this week, too, oh, you know... They're they're not ripe. Uh, they're not ripe apples. Ripe apples, I think he said. Yeah, something like that. Sure, yeah. we'll go with it. Sure. Um, and I understand all of that, but okay, Daryl. But that's just that's just what it is now in today's NHL. You lost guys. You're you're banged up. This is something that you didn't have to deal with at all last season. Yep. But I've continued to say, and early on, they're dealing with some injuries. How are you going to get better and uh, come out on the other side a better team? The Flames will play the Bolts, those Bolts in action last night, part of a nine-game NHL schedule. They were hosting the Dallas Stars, a back-and-forth affair. Tampa led, then Dallas led, then Tampa led again before Radic Faxa would tie the game with a shorty. Late in the third period, that sent the game to overtime. Robertson a steal, but his drop pass taken away by Stamkos. Stamkos going to get away from Ben up the middle. Sergeyev now to Kaloyan across the blunt, two-on-one. Kaloyan left circle, holds, shoot, score! Kaloyan! Dave Mishkin with the call on uh, 102.5 The Bone down in Tampa. 
Is that the name? That's of what it's called. That's what it said in the media directory. One hundred two point five. The, the bone. The bone. Bad to the bone. Yeah, but yeah. What kind of music do they play? Dave Michigan. Soft Shut jazz. Up! It's mostly just him yelling, I believe. Okay, a lot of that. Soft jazz Come is definitely the bone. <laughs> Soft jazz. Yeah. Coming up on the bone. Smooth licks and tasty jams. Johnny Coltrane coming up on the bone. Kalorn's <laughs> fifth goal of the season is the game winner. Uh, despite the loss, Jason Robertson and Rupe Hints, Rupe Hints have both pushed their there, point streaks to nine games. There's no question that the Stars have the best names in the NHL. That's some now. That's some. That's some. Really yeah, Jason Robertson. Stuff. That is okay. No, but come on, <laughs> Hawkenpah, Rupe Hints, Miro Heiskinen. Like Jamie Ben, Oh, stop it. <laughs> Tyler Sagan, stop it. Radic Foxa? Yeah, see, Radic Foxa. One. That's a cool name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got some cool names on the Dallas Stars. Joe Pavelski. See? All right, anyway, move on. Okay. Um, Sorry. Th- three other Canadian teams were in action. I was, tr- I was trying to look for another dumb name. Uh, the, Canadian, uh, the Canucks and Sabres were playing in Buffalo. Something had to give. The Canucks had lost three in a row. The Sabres lost five in a row. Um, they were outstanding when they came through Calgary, and now they can't win a game. Neither club's been great this year, especially recently, but uh, they both got top 10 power plays, and that's how the game winner came in this tilt. Third power play of the game for the Canucks. They're one for two as Spencer Martin stretches it up the right wing for Besser, and for Horvat alone, he scores! Bo Horvat on the great transition keyed by the Canuck netminder, Spencer Martin, and it's 5-2 Vancouver. Real quick, how many goals does Bo Horvat have? Guess. 13. 14. Ooh, I was close. Second in the NHL with that power play goal being his 14th. He also had a primary assist for a, a few points in this game. 5-2. The Canucks would win this one and hand the Sabres a sixth straight loss. My goodness, things have turned around in a it's November. not good way. Yeah, yeah, apparently this is what they do. They just, yeah, 100%. Yeah. That's what they always do. They get off to a hot start in October. They get their fans' hopes up a little bit, and then they dash them by horrible play in November, and this is what the Buffalo Sabres do. Real quick, um, no. Bo Horvat having a career year in a contract year, which is which is good timing on his part. Uh, $5.5 million for Bo, Hov- Bo-, Bo Horvat. Calgary Flames? Yeah, like I like red down the middle, and and the trades between the Canucks and Flames are far and few between. But I I think that's I think that's something that it's going away of the dinosaur in the NHL. I got another idea for you in that vein. Uh, he okay. also scored a goal last night. We'll get to that in, right. in just a moment well, here. Real quick too on this Canucks game. Sure, sure. I was watching some uh, Tim and Friends yesterday. Timmy and we uh, love Tim, friend of the show. Both of them, uh, Tim McAuliffe and Nick Caprios, is on the show. Mm-hmm. Apparently, a lot of word out of Vancouver is they didn't fire Bruce Boudreau because of the Sedins going into the Hall of Fame and Roberto Luongo they didn't want to take away. They didn't want to rain on the parade and be yeah. like. Hey, we've got three guys all going into the Hall of Fame. By the way, uh, Gabby, uh, Bruce, there it is. There's the door. Yeah, apparently, and again, he went. He won last night in Buffalo, so I guess he keeps his job for another day. I guess. Brandon Batchelor had the call on Sportsnet 650, our sister station out in Vancouver. Uh, At least visiting the Penguins, Pittsburgh club that had collected just five of or had collected five six points on their most recent road trip. The Leafs jumped out to a two nothing lead in the first, including. 400th career goal for John Tavares to open up the scoring, and the Leafs would extend that lead in the second. And in over the line here is a chance for Matthews in front of the goalie. Score! Bunting right off the hop. 
and the Leafs jump to a 3-0 lead as it comes 11 seconds into the second period. Michael Bunting scores just his third goal of the season, 11 seconds into the frame that gave the Leafs a 3-0 lead en route to a 5-2 win over the Pens. Leafs starting to play well. Matt Murray was in net last night. Looked very sharp. For now. Before he gets hurt. Yes. But I don't wish it on him, but Matt Murray has been a band-aid. But you're a realist. Yes. Yeah. 100%. So, uh, Leafs again with a big one. I don't. I can't figure out the Penguins. I, are they going to make the playoffs? I don't know. Like, it's... I've... I think it's touch and go for them to be able because New Jersey is so scorching hot, and I'm sure we'll get to that in one sec. But oh, the Rangers are a playoff team guaranteed in that. The Hurricanes, right? Yep. There's yep. there's three playoff teams running right out there. of spots. Yeah, Capitals are, and then the Atlantic similar. Division. I believe we could see five playoff teams out of the Atlantic Division. Wouldn't shock me either. So I don't I don't know what the read is on the Pittsburgh Penguins. They lost yesterday. Sure did. Five to two. Took it in the teeth. Uh, Let's move over to the last Canadian team that was in action. It was the Canadiens. They were hosting the Devils, New Jersey, looking for a 10th straight win. Montreal looking to perhaps get the jump on them in the first. They outshot Jersey significantly, but weren't able to score. So scoreless after 20, all Devils after that. Here comes Jack Hughes racing to the puck, but Allen will beat him there and ring it around to the corner. Devils were looking for something. Hughes strips the puck, shoots, and he scores! His second goal of the game gives the Devils a 3-1 lead. Turnover in the Canadian zone end to one of the guys you certainly don't want to turn the puck over to, Jack Hughes. His seventh made it 3-1 as the Devils skated to a 5-1 victory. Ten wins in a row for Lindy Ruff's Devils. And that was a guy that apparently his job was, uh, he's going to be the first guy to get fired in the NHL this season. Devils aren't very good. The crowd was chanting fire Lindy the first weekend of the season. Ten straight wins. And they're exciting and they're dynamic and they play really fast. And Fabian Zetterland is a guy I've never heard of who's been a big difference maker for the New Jersey Devils this season. And there's another example of a guy in Jack Hughes that, oh no, Jack Hughes is a bust. Uh, whatever, uh, it's a big mistake. He's never going to live up to the hype. He's been terrific this season. And it's just another example. Just let these guys... Same thing with Nico Heischer. Yep. He's having a great year, and it was the exact same thing. Cause, and, you know, he also had the knock of, oh, he's not also a high offensive guy. So if he's not checking, then what's he doing? And now you've got these two guys where we're, what, four or five years down the road. They're both signed to good contracts. And they're and, running rough shot over that division. Well, and, and I know there was a lot of eye rolling and kind of uh, snickering when mm-hmm. the Devils gave that much money in term to Dougie Hamilton. Yeah, but he's been fantastic so far in New Jersey. Three assists for Matt Kachuk. The Panthers beat the Capitals five to two. Vladislav Gavrikov's overtime game winner had the Jackets get by the Flyers by a five to four score. Um, not enough forecheck for Flyers head coach John Tortorella uh, during his mid-game interview. Torch, you guys give up the first goal. Just just thoughts on your team's start here so far in the first 15-plus minutes. We suck. We haven't forechecked. We haven't done anything as of right now. What do you want to see differently? Forecheck. Thank you. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right, thanks. Luckily, we had that. I believe that was an ESPN game. Yep. Thanks. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. You, uh, you got you got raw like they try to do those interviews like you can get something in depth from the coaches. I know. I'm like, was that in depth enough for you? Just we haven't four checked. We haven't done anything. Like I like Torts. Yep. But oh, like he's he's a lot cheerier when he wins. Yeah, he is, and he doesn't do a lot of that with the Philadelphia Flyers this year. UC Saros stopped 32 of 33. The Predators held off the Wild with a two to one win. The Ducks beat the Red Wings 3-2 in overtime. Ryan Strom's fifth the game winner. And a Pacific Division tilt between the Knights and the Sharks. 
Vegas had leads of 1-0 and 2-1, but the Sharks able to tie it up early in the third and continue to press. Across the line, dishes to Couture. Back to Barabanov on the right boards. He slides it to Couture. He's under the knee. He feeds it in front. Meyer shoots. He scores! Timo Meyer puts it up top. The Sharks lead 3-2. Timo Meyer? Is that the guy you kind of wanted to talk about? Eighth goal for the UFA, uh-huh. who's also getting paid right around five million bucks. Okay. Uh, Dan Rasnuski had the call on Sharks Radio Network. Uh, the Sharks went on to win that five to two, but Timo Meyer, guy who plays the wing, top six, big body, throws hits, scores goals, helps the power play. Don't have to sign him forever if you don't want to. Flames picked up an extra first-round pick in the Kachuk trade. They're also missing one in that trade, so they're they're kind of just like back to even, really, when you kind of look at it. They've got their first this year, 25, and then 26, they got the Panthers. But... Is he worth a first-round pick? I don't know. Because that's going to be the price. It would depend on... Well, and he's got that qualifying offer that's like $10 million. So he's want, you're not paying Timo Meyer. He's essentially a UFA because of it. Who's going to pay Timo Meyer? No one's going to qualify him at ten million dollars. Right. So that's the way that is. Uh, three games tonight. The Sabers try to avoid a seventh straight loss in Ottawa. They face the Senators at five. At five thirty, it's the Blues and the Blackhawks. How about Scott Darling the other night uh, after the Blackhawks got shut out by the Hurricanes? You heard it here first. It's the worst city in the country. Worst place to play. Worst it is the city. first team on my no trade clause agreement that I didn't want to go to. Okay, why does Scott Darling have a no trade list? That's what I thought. With all due respect to Scott Darling. I I didn't ever remember him having a no trade, but good for him if he did, And I guess. I, St. Louis is that bad, apparently. St. Louis is a good hockey market. They love their blues in St. Louis. It's Cardinals and then it's the blues. Oh, yeah. Ron Francis gave Scott Darling a 15-team trade list when he signed him to that four-year deal with the Canes, and the AAV was 4.15, and it was bought out um, after two years. I I never understood, uh, with all, like, Ron Francis, one of the greatest players ever played in the NHL, Uh, he wasn't very good in Carolina as a general manager. And then all of a sudden, he was in charge of running the Kraken. Like, they, Ron, Ron Francis was the guy they wanted. And Dave like, Haxtell? Did, did you not see the, the work he did in Carolina? They, they it, it, Canes aren't good because of Ron Francis. That's for sure. Yeah, it was nice of Scott Darling to remind everybody that Ron Francis had given him a no trade, though. That's yeah. kind of cool. Uh, pretty ruthless audit of St. Louis, though. That's always okay. a fun rivalry, even if both teams aren't great to start the year. Uh, the night will wrap at Edmonton. The Kings visit the Oilers. Late start up to QE2. 8 o'clock start between the Oilers and the Kings. Switch over to uh, a few football notes. Uh, the Stampeders with eight All-Stars uh, across the league, including Kadeem Carey. That was fire. <laughs> the Stampeders nominee for the most outstanding player. He was the CFL rushing champ in 2022, 1,088 yards. He also had 10 rushing touchdowns, which was tops amongst running backs. And as a result, a couple of offensive linemen named two, Derek Dennis and Sean McEwen. The Stamps also uh, offensive line only allowed 17 sacks, which was a league low. Defensive lineman Mike Rose was also an all-star. He on the way, baby. 
Never give up. There's got to be something down the line there, maybe. Okay. Perhaps. Um, we don't look very similar. He is a, a behemoth of a man. Okay. And I am not. And he's, like, very athletic and sporty, and I'm not. But, hey. We on the way, baby. Never give up. Sean Lemon, Cam Judge, Renee Paradis, and Cody Grace also being la- named as league all-stars. Are uh, we sure about that? <laughs> like, was, did, did they vet? So the, uh, the release, the CFL did pull down their graphic that they put on social media during the day yesterday, but it was just because they had put the wrong white up there. There's a guy for oh Hamilton called really? Tim White, and they put the picture of Poppy White, who's his teammate instead. So they had to like, like it just anyway, they just can't get out of their own no, way. You just no, you just can't. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, BC Lions quarterback Nathan Rourke, who led the CFL this season in passer rating, going to start working out with NFL teams next week as per Adam Schefter. That's interesting. Rourke from Ontario played college at Ohio, uh, a record 78.7 completion percentage last season, and apparently has two-thirds of NFL teams interested in meeting with him or getting him in for some sort of workout. Now, uh, th- this can't, this Tom Brady quote can't be r- real, right? I found it and I listened to it. Yeah, it's real. It's real. It it's okay. doesn't even Jim sound Gray that sarcastic. Larry Fitzgerald are right there. Yep. Do, we, do we have? Can we grab that clip, Patty Dumont? Yeah, we'll get it. Okay, we'll do that. At, we'll do that here in the seven o'clock hour. Sure, sure, sure. Because Tom Brady had something. I I saw it. I go, this can't be real. I I had to find the audio because I bet there's like a chuckle or something underneath. But no, it. Sounds kind okay. of we'll, we'll dive in after 7 o'clock. Okay. Also wanted to mention Cooper Cup is scheduled to undergo ankle surgery Wednesday. Uh, so he's going to be placed on IR. Uh, the Rams have not been very good this year. And we'll see if Cup does return. Minimum of four weeks. And uh, mm. like mentioned, the way the Rams season is going, do you just sit him down and say, yeah, maybe get better for next year? Uh, by the way, too, on your fantasy football waiver wire, feel free to drop Zach Ertz. He's out for the season with a knee injury. I think I think I hate that. Yeah, I think I hate that. And he's had a really good season in Arizona, being Kyler Murray's safety blanket. Oh, uh, Zach Ertz out for the season with a knee injury. So feel free to drop him. Uh, Raptors in action tonight. They return home. They will host the Miami Heat. The Raptors have a five and one home record and have also won three straight games at home. Five thirty. That one's going to go on Sportsnet. Anything that you're looking forward to with this particular um, Raptors game? Again, I know they're still banged up. The Groat will get uh, a lot of uh, the what? The Groat. The Groat. The greatest Raptor of all time, Kyle Lowry. Oh, oh. so they call him the Groat. Yes. Uh, and I'm sure he'll get a nice warm ovation. Um, again, uh, it's it's can Delano Banton double down on his career high 27 points? D Bants. Yeah. I don't think they call him that. No. Okay. okay, move on. Okay. Uh, I taught you the growth. I said Delano Ben had a 27-point career high. And it just goes to show that the Raptors can find all these diamonds in the rough. And they're so good at developing players that all these guys that they signed as free agents, they drafted late, they can actually be serviceable NBAers. It's such a well-run organization. I would even say this. The Toronto Raptors are the best-run organization in Canada. Can we call them... Spicy D. That's not bad, actually. <laughs> How much does that pain? No, but do you that? disagree, Patty Dumont? Do you disagree with that? Spicy D. No, not the spicy <laughs> oh. D. 
Oh, the Raptors are the (laughs) And careful, and careful, Spicy D. You can go many places with Spicy D. Uh, You just got to be careful when you're talking about Spicy Ds. No, I've actually had this conversation about the Raptors being the best-run franchise in Canada before, and uh, it's hard to say that. They're the only team that's won a championship in the last 30 years in this country. They're a perennial playoff team. Always. Outside of when they decided to tank their season in Tampa Bay when nobody was watching them, and then they ended up getting Scotty Barnes. Yeah. Yeah. They retain talent. They bring in free agents. They've got the best president in the NBA that the Lakers would just die for. Yeah, they don't really bring in American free agents because American free agents has never signed with the Toronto Raptors. But I'm just saying the way the organizations run, including culminating with that 2019 championship, best organization in, in the country. I don't think I don't yeah. think, think it's particularly close when you look at all the teams. Like, yeah, people's Calgary Flames have had some success, but they've been to a cup finals and so forth. No. Yep. Edmonton Oilers, great. They've been a laughing stock for pretty much decades until they finally got their S together last season and got to the Western Conference Final, and they got their doors blown off by the by the Avalanche. It's certainly not the Maple Leafs who are a laughing stock. Not the Jays. The Senators are a joke. Uh, the Jets are inconsequential. The Canucks are self-explanatory. The Blue like, Jays. The Blue Jays can't get out of their own way either. They haven't won anything in years. Nope. Yeah, I think that's the probably Raptors. fair. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Hitman were uh, trying for an eighth straight win against the Western Conference leading Portland Winterhawks yesterday as well. He's banging around like a chaotic armadillo. Uh, the Hitman scored first uh, through everything but the kitchen sink at Portland, but in the end they would fall by a 4-1 to score. Their win streak ends at seven games. They'll play Friday in Tri-City. That'll be the fourth stop of five on this U.S. road trip for the Hitman. And Felix Auger-Aliassime beat Rafa Nadal yesterday in straight sets. Uh, as a result, Felix is now one and one in the group stage. He will play the American Fritz tomorrow in group stage action. Uh, Nadal has lost both of his matches as the mm. one seed. My uh, goodness. Uh, Djokovic and Rublev on the goal right now. Djokovic grabbing the first set six to four. And they're oh. on serve here. Ruby. In the second, with Djokovic leading one game to love. And good night and good luck to you, sir. A uh, hot tennis talk on the big show. How come um, you can say love, but we're not allowed to say nil when because it's soccer? Because that's, that's the actual score. That's how it's called. No, it's a zero. No, it's love. In no, tennis. it's a zero. No, but that's tennis. It's but love. It's, it's a zero. Zero means love. But doesn't zero mean nil, nil. in soccer? N- no. It means nothing in Latin, and that's why they say nil. No, look at Patty Dumont. Um, we got to play this Tom Brady clip because I don't believe it. <laughs> uh, we'll do that. We'll do that. I don't. I don't <laughs> buy it. I don't believe it. We got to do that straight ahead. Uh, the Rose Report was brought to you by Motorworks, exceeding all expectations. BMW repairs and service in a state of the art facility. Will they meet and beat all competitors' quotes on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast? That Tom Brady clip will tee up the Flames and Lightning tomorrow night. It's the big show, Russell and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan.